Hey there, it's Chris. I got Joe Frost with me. We're giving you bonus etc. shows. It's etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You're welcome, America. That's why I have to... <laughs> well, we're giving back, Joe. America wanted it, and we said, America, if you want it or not, here it is. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> so it's good. Um, yeah, hey, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this. Um, saw an interesting story. There's a Michigan woman. And it's fine. She's from Michigan. I know as the Ohioan, we should say Michigan sucks. I'm or call okay. it Exigan. Yeah, I got friends over Michigan. It's fine. Whatever. I got family in Michigan. Yeah. So we're not going to rip Michigan. But, you know, it was interesting. Um, she played the lottery. Apparently she played online. Now, I'm not a big lottery player, so I'm not sure how this all works. But apparently you get notified by email in Michigan if you win or not. I always thought you just had to check your numbers to see if you won or not. But apparently they'll give you an email loop saying, hey, you won. Have you ever heard about this? No. I didn't know that you could do it like that, but I'm not yeah. surprised. But uh, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Apparently yeah. the email was in her spam folder. Right. So she didn't right. see it right away and had to go check her spam folder for something else and then found that she had won. A lot See, of money. I don't know what I think about spam folders because you get crazy emails. No matter what you're signed up for, I mean, at least the spam folder gets the weird, bizarre, you know, oh, what do you call it? The Cialis commercials or uh, the yeah. other stuff. It's kind of embarrassing if your the, family's looking. And, and most of the, uh, the you know, somebody, uh, I'm a representative of this person who had a bunch of accounts in Africa yeah. and they're going to, yeah. yeah. Or or sometimes I, I get randomly solicited like, hey baby, you want to see these pictures and you know click this link. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. So I guess the spam folder has a certain purpose. I mean, we yes. don't want this in our regular emails. And right. hey, maybe I'm old man. Yeah, if you want to Facebook me, Facebook me. But in a perfect world, just email me. I'll, I'll blow it for a ton of emails. But, you know, sometimes stuff slips through into the spam folder. And I'm kind of wondering, I, I think what happened here, Joe, is if you email a bunch of people at one time, right? sometimes that could go into the spam folder. Yes. So I'm wondering if the lottery just sent a mass email saying, hey, y'all won, and went to your spam folder. That's kind of crazy. It could be, especially since she has a, an account with Michigan Lottery. Right. You know, so she got the email and then went and looked at her account and saw that she had won $3 million. Um, since she had an account, I'm sure it was just some type of automated notification thing. And it's that's very possible that it emailed a whole bunch of people, which just sort of ticks the box for this is probably spam. Yeah. And she had not gotten an email about winning before, so that you couldn't even tag it to say, uh, you know, this isn't this is not spam. We need a better way of getting a hold of people. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of The Office. You you watch The Office, right? Oh yeah. Ryan, I think this was after he got fired by the big corporate, and he had to come back, or maybe before. I I don't remember exactly where it was in the timeline of the office but remember oh, yeah. he, he had he had come back yeah okay but he wanted to start this company and yeah it was done to great 
comedic. I mean, it was funny hearing him talk about it. Right. But the more I think about it, I would be all in this business idea. What it's doing is it combines every way you could contact people together. So if you know, if you have a Facebook, a Twitter, an email, TikTok, whatever you have, if I send a message to Joe saying, "Hey, Joe, we're going to start the podcast at nine thirty tonight," it automatically goes everywhere. I, yeah. I kind of like that. Is, idea. Yeah, which is kind of obnoxious. Like I don't know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sign up for this service for that to happen. I would not want to be a part of that. I'm a big fan of, of knowing that there's different ways of communicating with somebody. And I, I recognize that they imply different things. I feel like emails are a little bit more formal. I feel like when there's somebody that I know really well, uh, being able to text them, um, information is a useful thing and knowing that, but I also know that if I send somebody a text, I don't necessarily expect somebody to answer it right that second. I have sent you a text that now is out of my brain and, uh, it's in your court. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I put the information I need or let you know that I, I need a answer to a question. I just don't necessarily people expect people to text me right back, but I, I use there are certain people that I contact through Facebook Messenger. There are certain people that I contact through text. Certain people that I talk through, well, I will only send emails to. Uh, I think there's a different level of intimacy on the different social medias. See, to me, I'm not even sure. I mean, we all have different relationships with that stuff. What frustrates me, and I'm, and I'm not blaming anybody out there. I'm the same way to certain people. I hate the fact where you have to remember how to get a hold of people. Like, okay, you know, you and Paul, and I don't think you've demanded that we talk on Facebook, but, no. you know, Facebook's our way of communicating back and forth. Mm-hmm. I've tried to set up a Slack channel, and you and Paul have been good about it. Mm-hmm. I've got other podcasters that don't even know how to sign up for the Slack channel, so we've kind of let that go. But I've, but I've used Slack before with, right. different, with different organizations, so I, I, I'm a little more accustomed to it. If somebody had never used it before, I get that it would be hard. In fact, the other organization that I used it with, there were three or four of us that were very responsive and a couple of other people who just couldn't, could not figure out how to log in. Like, I'm sorry, you're in the 21st century. If you cannot figure out how to log into a social media, just, just stop. Just get a cabin, get a cabin, live in the woods. But I got to tell you, and this is what angers me. And I I guess we're not being as funny now, but I, but I'm an angry old man, so hey, hopefully you guys yes, enjoy you this. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook used to be a lot more appealing to me, because the way I looked at it is I said, okay, I want to be Facebook friends with the people I know that I'm friends with, but right. if somebody I want to reach out to later, I want to be a Facebook friend with you so I can connect with them. If you look mm-hmm. at my uh, Facebook connection list, there's some Christian musicians I may have interviewed once. I mean, we're not really friends, friends, but I've been able to schedule interviews with him. Um, mm-hmm. There's a guy, Jerome Fontanillis. Uh, he's a um, keyboard for Switchfoot. I don't know him personally, but the fact we're Facebook friends, I was able to land the interview with him for one of our podcasts. So, right. you know, so it's, but right now, not at, like my wife tells me, I don't use Facebook Messenger that much. So certain mm-hmm. people, it's hard to get a hold of them Facebook Messenger. <clears throat> so here's what frustrates me. I'm old man yelling at the lawn. I don't like when I say, 
All right, Joe and Paul, I need to reach out to them. Okay, Facebook, that's the way. Um, Twitter direct messaging is the way I need to reach out to these people. Um, mm-hmm. Emails the way I need to reach out. Text is the way I need to reach out. So one, I got to keep track of all my friends, which I can't keep track of. Now I got to figure out how do I get a hold of you? Is it you know email, Twitter, TikTok, phone call? You know I can't keep up with everything, dude. I'm getting old and stuff. So Ryan's idea for the office, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's dumb. It's wolf. I don't th- yeah, I don't think I would have signed up for it. But in a way, it's kind of brilliant. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't matter what your preferred way of communication is. I can go. It's just that. gonna hound you like a crazy ex-girlfriend, right? So that's right. that's who you want to be in the social media age. Is you want to be, you want to spam every single possible communication with. Like you, you're gonna send a text, yeah. a message, uh, a tweet, uh, a Facebook uh, post. Uh, you're gonna post on my blog. And uh, a TikTok and yes. what a, and all of these things, just to say, hey, where are you right now? <laughs> Is it easier then to just reach? But now out I have to, to respond people. to all of those things. You've given me all right. of those messages, and I have to check all of them because now they all have notifications on twelve different apps on my phone. All have That's to be true. unnotified. Well, and here's the other thing. Okay. So if I did that with you and I said, all right, tonight we're podcasting at 9.30. Okay, you see that Facebook? You're like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm here. Let's do it. Well, mm-hmm. say you log on to your Instagram tomorrow, and if you see a message waiting for me saying, let's podcast tonight at 9.30, now you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll podcast the next night. But then you're like, it gets confusing. I, I understand yeah. how it could be that. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's better. So what? Do we have to reach out to everybody that we know either friends, family, work, whatever your relationship is with the people, and say, well, how do I reach out to you best? You know what I mean? Like, how do I... <laughs> it adds more work, Joe. So now... It does. It does to a certain extent. I mean, <clears throat> I'll say that as I worked at a college before, and we had a lot of department activities, right? Uh, there was a period of time where it was the uh, use of Facebook was much less, it was much more for the younger crowd. It was, you know, initially built for college age students. You had to have a .edu email account in order to get on there. And so for a long time, that was how you communicated with young people. So most of our department of communications, it was never officially stated that that was how we were going to communicate with people. Um, but that was how a lot of communication would happen. You'd make a a, a, a a group for a specific production that we were doing. And so that was just how the stage manager communicated with all of the cast. And so we had all kinds of Facebook groups for everything, you know, and that was just how we did it. Then it was several years later, it was a, an era where, Facebook was for old people and young people didn't have them anymore. And so there was a lot of discussion like, well, how do we communicate with everybody? Oh, I don't know. Well, well, guess what? If you don't have another thing, you're going to have to use our method. So there's a year or two where we just forced everybody get active on your Facebook because that's how we communicate. Um, 
And I think they're kind of past that now because they're at an age where the, the they don't necessarily are not active on Facebook in order to communicate with each other. So they got to find another way. That's where things like Slack or whatever else have come into play when you don't want to use those social medias because you don't have group things like on um, Instagram as functional and easy as you did on Facebook. I get frustrated, and I think this is kind of similar, um, you know, streaming networks. You know, they're so diverse. There's so many different streaming networks right now where, you know, if I don't have the streaming network that Joe has, we right. can be watching totally independent shows. We may mm -hmm. totally enjoy the shows, but it's hard to communicate back and forth. I mean, for Joe and I to talk about streaming, hopefully we both have Netflix or hopefully we both right. have the same streaming service. Um, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if we're communicating well as a society anymore because we don't have the same ways of communicating. I mean, if I'm an email guy and you don't have an email address, that may not mean we never talk again, but it's hard to communicate. I, right. It's funny. Or Jim if you Gaffer, just don't check your email. I check my email right. like once every day. What? Who well, are you? And, and Jim Gaffigan, had a, his suite was talking about the people who are complaining about Oh, I don't get this or the other thing. It's like, well, didn't cable used to do that? You know, because we hated yeah. cable, we thought it cost so much. But all these services were all together in cable. Yeah, you. Oh, yeah, that's been the thing. That's been yeah. the most fascinating thing has been how we, how we shunned cable for these streaming services, and now there are so many streaming services that it costs as much as cable ever did, and you don't have all of them at once. Right, and, and you sit there and say. Like, I'll be honest, I'm getting tired of having a ton of DVDs. So I got Netflix just because Seinfeld was on Netflix and I had a podcast about Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. And you might say, well, an absolute waste of money, but you know, it's out there, it's tough. Right. So, getting back to our initial discussion, I'm kind of wondering because now we have so many ways from like Slack to all these other places of communicating, we're not all on the same stuff. We each have our own favorites. Mm -hmm. You can sit there and say, well, why don't we go back to the old days where I either call you or I send you a letter? Now, you might say, hey, it's 2022. No one's sending each other letters. So maybe <clears throat> we have one. And, and I, I think I'm a socialist, Joe. <laughs> Isolate that. That's going to make me look bad. Wow. But, okay. Uh, well, no, but We're going to pull past... that clip and uh, yes. spread that. That's going to be my new uh, ringtone for you when you text right. me. I'm a socialist. I think I'm a but, socialist. But, okay, well, in the past I said, like candy, I said, we need to pick five candies and everything else needs to be, you know, barred from the face of the world or whatever. How I mean, that's you. socialist discussions and everything. Maybe we need to do the same thing with the way we communicate. Okay, if you want your Slack or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, that's fine. But we need one approved method of communication that you all have to be on. Is it email? Is it whatever? That way, everyone could be reached. Well, I mean, everybody has an email. You can't sign up for any of the other things unless you have an email. That's true. It's just whether or not you check it. It's like a phone. Everybody's got a phone, but most people don't answer their phone. Okay, you're required to check it. You've, you know, you could track... You're required your by who and how often? <laughs> the government. Four times a day. 
<laughs> at least you have to check it four times. And what happens if I only check it three times that day? Well, I mean, we've we've become famous by suggesting ridiculous penalties. I mean, Elf on the Shelf. I mean, what did we say a couple weeks ago that the death penalty is applicable if you use Elf on the Shelf? <laughs> I we still say, think that applies, but. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. What if you get an email about using Elf on a Shelf? Do you die before you respond, or do you are you required by the government to respond before you get executed? What if it's in your spam folder and you find out that you've won three million dollars? Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe you shouldn't become executed if you uncheck your email four times a day. But what I'm saying is, we're kind of just diverting everybody apart, like. You know, you read the Bible and they talk about like Babylon. You know, everyone thought they're all cool and they're going to build this tower up to heaven, and God confused the languages and drove people apart. Well, maybe maybe we're doing another Babylon these days. We're Babel. Oh, Babel, not, not Babylon. Okay, That's yeah, Babel. Right, the tower. <laughs> Babylon was uh, right, you know, right. The, the fiery furnace and the. Well, wasn't Babel in Babylon or no? Oh, I don't believe so. Okay. Paul, well, Paul would be able to answer that better than me, but yeah, we have, Paul is going to be listening to this, just going, "Yes, it is." Or yeah, it's the same time. place yeah, where you talking yeah. about. <laughs> Paul's done. He'll never come back. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. Maybe God is confusing us now by saying, "All right, here's Zoom. Here's Slack." Now where you've got five yeah, different ways of connecting. Using our languages is by uh, using different social media networks. It's kind of the same thing. Right. Well, and, you you're know, not going to understand each other because you're using Slack and uh, everybody else is in Facebook Messenger. Yeah, he created all these streaming services so we're, we're not watching the same TV shows anymore. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't even have Hulu. I don't. What's wrong with me? I mean, how dare you? <laughs> how dare I? So we can't. Well, I'll tell it. you how dare I. I have Disney Plus and HBO Max and Net and Netflix and Amazon Prime and boy, that's plenty. So we can't watch How I Met Your Father together. The new great Hulu offering. <laughs> I didn't watch How I Met Your Mother, so why would I watch How I Met Your Father? Speaking of streaming TV, and that's all I love about the Center Show. You don't have to provide topics. We can just vent about whatever. No, because um, I can't even remember what we started talking about. <laughs> The woman with the three millionaire stamp folder. I um, you're, you're talking about streaming TV. Um, I, I got the Disney bundle to save some money, and mm-hmm. I'm not a huge ESPN Plus guy, but I gave up my ESPN. And I want to have some type of sport I could check out. I don't mind ESPN Plus. I kind of like the hockey. You get a lot of hockey games. It's almost every hockey game out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, it was interesting. So my daughter and um, – the boy we're working on adopting, mm-hmm. um, they both like swimming. So, you know, I turned on ESPN Plus and there's this college swimming meet. And, you know, I didn't really want to watch it, but say, hey, you guys want to watch swimming? They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. So we turn on swimming. They love swimming. So they're watching that and everything. Here's the frustrating thing, Joe. They're pretty much taking video camera feeds of these swimming matches. It was like Oakland University of Michigan against Wayne State. So it's, you know, they're very obscure colleges and everything. But yeah. can you have more announcers 
Or can you at least have a little ESPN score overlay so I know what the score is in the swimming meet? I mean, I'm watching it, and it's almost like you're there just watching it, but you don't have – you can't even look at the scoreboard to see what the score is. I mean, I didn't really care who won that swimming meet, but I'm sitting here like, how is this helpful? It's not helping me at all. Yeah, I don't know how to answer that because that's – that seems strange that there would be a type of coverage but then wouldn't have – information or or an announcer you don't even have anything it's just a bare bones like security cam footage that's basically yeah. all they had well they weird. actually had and it was weird because they actually had announcers and the one they had like a sideline well a girl by the pool that was um mm-hmm. you know interviewing swimmers now she had a little bit of the espn lapel on her mic okay but i'm wondering if they sent that to her i mean she couldn't be from espn they probably just say, hey, we're going to put this on ESPN Plus. Here's the ESPN LaPone in mic. Um, right. Here's the other thing. And don't ask me why. I, I was just checking out ESPN Plus. There's no hockey on. So it was like a women's college tennis match between Harvard okay. and Brown. And I'm like, huh, I wonder what this is like. I turn it on. It literally was security camera footage. You saw these girls playing. You had no idea what the score was. There was no context, no announcers, no, hey, this girl's really good, this girl's not so good, who's the favorite, who's the opponent. They would play a round, and you would have to focus on the match to know who won or not. You know what I mean? Like, they just ran Because there's also not anybody watching it, so it's not like the crowd goes wild. Right, right. The crowd goes mild. Like, I was looking down, working, and I looked up, and I saw, you You're know, like, they oh, both gotcha. walk to the side to take oh, a break. it's over? Well, okay. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> which girl won? Like, I was trying to figure out which. And I'm like, so, okay, it's a good deal. It's a couple bucks a month. If you're watching it just for women's college tennis, you know, get a life, I guess. But, you know, there is a lot of other mainstream sports that are enjoyable to watch and everything. But it's like at least put a score on some of these games. I mean, come on now, you know. I'm still trying to figure out how to get the feed that I accidentally got sometime during uh, probably like November or something. It was a Saturday afternoon. I want to say it was an Old Miss game, and I forget who Old Miss was playing. But I got some feed where there was all kinds of information on the screen, like a normal football game, but. Uh, there were no announcers, no one huh. was announcing at all, and it was like one camera. It was like the footage from the overhead camera on the wire system, you That's know. Weird. So you were always behind the the offense, almost like a Madden view, uh, and it was you were just watching the game in progress, and there was no annoying chatter. You didn't have Chris Collinsworth or whatever other idiot is going to have there annoying the crap out of you. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know how I got that that feed that showed the game away. But man, I wasn't even that interested in the game. But I watched that for a while because it was just so relaxing that I didn't yeah. have to have all that other information. See, give me the score at least. I don't listen. Oh yeah, it had it had the Chiron. It had the stuff there, but it did not have any announcers. (coughs) I enjoyed it thoroughly. 
I was just doing a, a check for you, Joe, because I'm looking at my ESPN Plus now. It's very interesting. There's a lot of sports you normally don't care about that they have on. Right. There's tons of Australian Open. There's like four different feeds of Australian Open if you're Ooh. into the tennis. They've got all kinds of – what's the NBA's uh, minor league? It's the, the – D-League? Yeah, oh, D-League. You pretty much have the season pass of that if you're into that. Uh, right now, Sam Houston, CA Baptist, is playing. You can watch a live feed of that. Or SF Austin, CLU. All kinds of strange games, Joe. I don't know what to tell you. Stephen F. Austin. Nice. Yeah, and the Sparks against the Hearts. Not sure where these teams are coming from, but you know, that, that's your... Is that, that's not WNBA, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. My yeah. uh, wife tells me tonight, the 15-year-old, he's in Special Olympics. They're playing their first game of the season. They're actually going to live stream it on the school's Facebook feed. So uh-huh. she's like, yeah, you can watch them play. You know, I'm like, wow, okay, maybe I'll check out while I'm working. Maybe it's going to be ESPN Plus, too. ESPN Plus needs the content. Maybe they're going to put my kids' <laughs> special Olympics game with ESPN Plus. It'll be one of the security camera feeds or something that yep. you'll see. Uh, very interesting. I'm kind of wondering, because all these places want content, Joe, maybe I don't know if we're going to go on ESPN Plus, but maybe we need to start. You know, we're sharing our podcast on behindthestillcurtain.com. Mm-hmm. Can we make ESPN Plus? Can we make Paramount? You know, just say, hey, you're the podcast. Just use it. You know what I mean? There you go. Everybody wants content. I mean, if I can watch Sam Houston right now on ESPN Plus, I could probably watch the Excedra show. I mean, we're about the same, right? Mm hmm. Same. Same thing. <laughs> Very strange. Uh, well, Joe, I take that. Oh, it's next Tuesday. Um, you can watch an NHL game between Las Vegas and Carolina. Maybe I'm get ripped off on this app. I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, there's no NFL games. <laughs> Just a bunch of weird college games. No NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, very strange. So, very good. Anything else going on in your life, Joe? Uh, we're, we're starting to get near the end, so just want to... Yeah, not not particularly. Nothing that's imminent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Got <laughs> might have some big things coming up here in the next uh, over the summer, but um, for the for right now, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to give a shout out. I mean to Joe, Paul, all the other people that contribute to the podcast because it's great. Um, I felt really bad this week. I have a side project I really can't talk about here on the podcast, but uh, something I'm working on um, and I had to do some reports for the side project. It took forever, dude. I mean, I was up till 2.30 one night and everything, and my wife's like, are you going to hang out with the family at all? I'm like, yeah, I probably should. So I actually begged off a couple podcasts earlier today. And thank you, Craig, and uh, for helping host everything. It, it was nice. I, I love how people are willing to help. And honestly, Joe, I, I want to hear podcasts that I'm not on because I hate hearing my voice sometimes. So I'm actually looking forward <laughs> to enjoying these podcasts because 
I'm all on it. So it should be good. So thank you to everybody out there. So it should be fun. All right. Well, hey, let's wrap up. Um, we miss Paul. We need Paul back next week. But we do. Uh, thanks for checking out our Accenture show with me and Joe. Check out all the other programs. Tons of content out there. Also check out viewfromthepew.club. Uh, we get articles on the Steelers each day. Um, Joe, you got to check it out. On I shared a press release saying the Steelers are the fourth most frustrated fans in the NFL based on the number of uh, critical tweets, which I can understand. We're a passionate bunch of Steelers fans. So uh, check out tons of great content and tons of ways to get involved. Uh, just click around and we appreciate all your support. Have a great night, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.